Ah, it's just the case, eh? He's sleeping at the moment, so... Yeah, it's all right. I talked to him. Oh, my God. What have they done to you? Your face looks like a meatball sandwich. Uh, like... Uh, I'm over here. What? That is a meatball sandwich. Oh, oh, God. Let me get... Close. What what happened? They explode you. Yes, yes. You explode. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. Who who was responsible for this? It was the one they call the pen in the pot. The pen in the pot. Who who is he? Uh, he is he is the worst kind of scum. What is with the cartel? Was he is a podcaster. Good God! We will find him. We will deal with him. Uh, be careful. He has many resources. I don't care. Listen, listen. We take delivery of very good merchandise. What now? What have you got? Take a look at this. Bring it in. Uh, Bring it in, boys. What? Bring it in here. Brought it to the hospital. Prime look, look, look at this. We are on prime quality. Fifth floor. How did you get it up here? It took some time in the elevator to pay some guys. It's very uh, complicated. Why not just bring me a photograph on an iPad or something? Ah, you talk to just quiet. You don't know what you talk. Listen, where can we find this pen in the pot? I think he works out of something called uh, uh, Podworks right. Richmond. We will take care of this pen in pot. You mark my words. Right. You stay here. You get strong. Take care of it. What about this? You're gonna leave the dolphin? We're fine, we have all the paper. But is a hospital. We're here and ready for the Late Night Call-In Podcast, broadcasting live around Australia. I'm here, Matt Dower is here on the Pots and Pans, and Matt, we don't have time for any sound effects nonsense because for some reason we're running a couple of minutes late tonight and uh, I see we already have a caller. Hello. Hello, is that uh, is this is Sure is. It's Conrad. Oh, one of our regulars. Yeah, the first thing you're not recording this. Uh, well, uh, yes, it's. Listen, you've it... made me the laughing stop. No, surely. Previously on the mentalist, oh. they're shouting that at me in the street. Really? Yeah, like it's a catchphrase. They know you. Well, I was down at Coles, and the woman 
scanning the products through as, as some onions had leapt over the barrier right. of the person in front of me and I was about to be charged for them. I said, stop, stop what you're doing there, rogue onions. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and she goes, that voice, I know you, you previously on the mentalist. She started saying that to me. Really? It's harassment. Well, it's a compliment. Oh, you play, I suppose now that this bit's gone out, It'll increase tenfold. You're becoming famous. Well, so. I was hoping to parlay the notoriety into a, a, a screen career. Oh, yeah. But to so far, nothing, no offers. No? Can we help? Well, and... if you can tell people that I'm available, I'm sitting here on a lazy boy three-position recliner, ready for work. What sort of thing are you hoping for? Oh, anything, for... really. I'd just like to see my name up there on the screen. Mm. Like, you know, like Loretta Swift oh. or Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. Wow. You know, spiralling out, preferably. Yeah. In sort of hot pink. What, you're already that. thinking about the credits. Oh, sure. well, I'd like to have a hand in selecting the font. Mm. If I'm going to be in a film... I think it's very important to have the right yeah. font for your name. Maybe some acting skill. Yeah, well, that's part of it too, of course. I'd, well, you know, I'd, I'd like to think I've got natural talent. Yeah. I won't go the, you know, I won't go off to the Lee Strasberg School like so many before me. No. I think I'll just be a raw, untamed talent. Oh, yeah. You know, like Arlie Ermey oh. in full metal jacket. <laughs> he, was, he had no acting skills. And he's just shouting at people, you, you're a pussy. Oh. You know, that sort of thing. Fuck you. Hey. That's st- just spewing out invective. Remember that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's the sort of thing I'd like to do. <laughs> right, you think just, you could do that? Or working on an oil rig. Oh, yeah. A moody presence on an oil rig. Imagine that. Just... You know, standing out on the prow of the rig, mm-hmm. just rolling a cigarette as waves crash around me. And people who work on the rig saying, what's this story? It's a moody presence, isn't he? Here, yeah, let's go and watch some TV. Let's steer clear of... Oh, we can't watch TV. <laughs> Sorry? Well, why is that? Oh, because all the videos have got a warning on the front saying, cannot be played on oil rigs. Oh. I'm assuming, you know, if they put on the mentalists or something... On an oil rig, it'll distract them from uh, from striking the liquid gold. Right. They might hover over a, a large repository of oil <laughs> and be completely engrossed mm. in the storyline with yeah. the twin brother, and then they wouldn't know. They'd, they'd miss out. Okay, now... I don't know. Let's, how did we get here? Well, because... look, we've gone a bit off topic. I'm, oh, no, hang on. Hang on. You're not... You haven't put this in your podcast. Yes. Oh, for God's sake. Of course. I'll look the... like a goose again. <sighs> No, people love hearing no, from you. No, it's no, ju- I can't. Listen, I've got to go. I'm having a delivery anyway. A what? A delivery? I'm having some of... mayoral robes delivered. Mayoral Mayoral ro- robes, yes. Right. Are you a mayor, Conrad? Of... No, no, I'm not the mayor at all. Oh. But I just feel, why should mayoral robes be confined to mayors? Well, um... Oh, hang on. Oh, no, this bit's gone out now, hasn't it? But, so... Oh, sound like some kind of pop and jay. A what? Oh, no, that's a... made it even worse. Goodbye. Ah, That's Conrad, who was our very first caller way back in episode one of Sizzletown. Oh, very nice, Matt. Matt Dow is just back from a family vacation in Fiji. He's brought three sound effects with him. I'm assuming that was the first one. Correct. Yeah, what else have you got? Shh. 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 Oh, 
Okay. And number three. Right. Um. What is that exactly? It's a seaplane. Uh huh. Does it ever get started? No. Didn't think so. Okay. Um. Maybe lose that. How was your holiday, Matt? Tell me, did you do any voiceovers while you were over there? No. You sure? Yeah, why? Because I know a lot of people like to do ads when they're overseas so that they're not known about back in their country of origin. That happened a few years back, a few decades back, in fact. Uh, Do you remember when the band Joy Division came down to Australia and did an ad? Really? Yeah, it really happened. Have a listen. This goes without a Suzanne. 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 That's not real. Yes, that is authentic. Here at Sizzletown. Oh, no. No. Lose that. Uh, call at line two. Oh, okay. Uh, hello? Is that uh, Lord Jeremy Jenkins, uh, by any chance? Nah. No? Lord Jeremy's not available. Surely he could say something to us. Nah, mate. This is I... Dion, everyone. Aren't you going to ask, you know? I'm not up to it. Oh, come on. People expect it now. All right. What was it again? Oh. Hang on, hang on, hang on. What was it? Yeah. <coughs> oh, God. What was it again? Jeez, are you okay? Sorry, mate. I'm fucked. What's happened? Are you calling us from the wild bean? No, mate. I'm, I'm at home. I'm under fucking house or restaurant. Yeah. Well, Enough by the troll. The century went down this shitter. What was the problem? Oh, fucking Stephen cocked everything up, right? Did he? His fucking legal training was bullshit, right? <laughs> yeah, not up to the job. Yeah, he's yeah. like, all he would do is go, sustain. It's not even what he's meant to fucking say. I see. And he just kept... Um, interrupting everybody and going, oh, I request discovery. Oh, <laughs> right. It's some shit he's heard on yeah. fucking Boston Legal or some shit. Oh, right? God. Yeah, I request discovery. Just keep saying that. Right? Finally, the judge has gone, I request someone discovery if you've got a fucking law degree. <laughs> okay. Which is fair enough. And does he have a law degree? Well... I don't know. He, I, he printed it out. What? He printed it out? Yeah, from, from um, youcanbealawyer.com. Oh, is that actually... A, yeah, apparently it's act- fucking um, valid, right? You sure? Mate, I don't know. I'm fucking stuck at home with a fucking ankle bracelet on, right? An ankle bracelet? I don't yeah. know. I can't leave the house, right? Oh. Like, Stephen reckons he um, knows a way that you can... Um, remove them, like you've yeah. got, um, oh. when you take it off, you've got like um, 30 seconds, right, before, right, but... um, like, and he reckons you can, um, he can put it on a dog, a dog? And, right, and then I can fuck off and the cops will think what? the dog's me, right? I, I, I don't think that's actually true. I know, it's probably bullshit. So I've got my mate Pogo, he's got Pogo. Like, he said he should go along and get it fitted on his fake leg well, and then... On his leg? The, but, like, yeah, but saying he's... Me, right? Oh, jeez. Nah, terrible fucking plans. <sighs> so what actually was the trouble about? Because well, we had someone call, a lawyer call I'm us from... I'm not supposed to talk about the um, particulars of it, right? Oh, come on. Oh. It's late night. Who's yeah, listening, I, really? Oh, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. Stephen goes like, 
on day two, he, on, he goes, right, we're going to fucking rock up with a tank full of nut butter. A like tank? a fucking a, tanker a, truck, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'll be like people power. He's going, it'll be people power, right? Well, what's the point so of I, that? I don't know where he fucking got it from. And we've ended up in a high-speed fucking chase. Really? Right? High-speed chase? Yeah, it was on the fucking news, right? We're driving the fucking Nut Butter Express down the fucking southeast and cops, and they put the fucking chains across. And did you not see all this? Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, but... like we did a fucking hook turn like a... T2 stuff. Fucking the thing slipped over. Really? The fucking streets were running brown with nut butter. How did you not see it? Uh, I, I missed this. You, you think it'd be big news? <laughs> if, well, yeah. If, well, anyway, I'm at fucking home. Yeah. Can't do anything. So, are you still working on ideas? Always the, ideas, right? Yeah. I'm gonna. Um, what next? Fucking be the next shine in the mall. The production. Yeah, I'm getting into fucking TV. Yeah, yeah right. Well, you'll need some big ideas well, for what, TV. Okay, what about that show, um, Buying Blind? What is it? Buying Blind. Blind. Oh, yeah, it's a reality. Oh, it was fucking shine a blaze, and they buy your house and you fucking blind. Oh, so, yeah, whatever, right? So how do? So, just get everyone fucking shit-faced oh. off their tits, right? Okay. And blind, blind. Yep. So they're fucking blind. The auctioneer's blind. Shane is blind. The fucking guy finding the houses, rich bastard, he's fucking blind, yep. right? We're just all blind, blind. Yeah, surely that's, you know, limited and illegal. Yeah, well, I've got to get out of this fucking bracelet, right? Yeah. I'm going to be back on the street. Okay. Well, good luck to you, Dion. We'd... we'd Love to hear from you before Christmas. Yeah, all Bec- right. Yep. Okay. I'll call you back. Yeah. Hey, mate. Yeah. Before I go. What? You got me. Have we got any... Pri- we got Mate, I've still got it. Okay. Yep. Well, Dion really doesn't sound himself. Here at Sizzletown. <laughs> and uh, buying blind. I actually saw a bit of that, Matt. Really? Yeah. This was my favourite line. Shana keeps on throwing these beautiful design ideas, which are great, but it's not all unicorns, fairy tales, and lollipops and bloody fairy floss. <laughs> it's reality. We're building a house. It's very true. Um, time now for some cross-promotion. And yes, well, <laughs> as could be predicted, a single, oh, a single bee has got through the net. And don't worry, watch this. Here you go. Jonathan Brown taught me the art of bee punching it. Oh, hang on. When a dying bee sends a signal to the hive, it provokes the entire colony to attack. Oh no. Uh, Matt, drop the security doors quick. Oh, <laughs> careful. Oh. All right. We're in a bee proof chamber and uh, able to cross promote without fear of being stung. And uh, this week I'd like to cross promote. My favourite Australian TV show, Sean McAuliffe's Mad as Hell. Now, uh, what is the link? You're saying you're not connected with that show, Tony? Wrong. I was in the background during one of Maggie Bathosphere's uh, segments back in, I don't know, three or four series ago. I haven't got any clips I can play of that because it was completely silent. But uh, some of you might remember Newstopia, which was a sort of precursor 
to Mad as Hell that Sean and the team used to do on SBS, and it was done without a live audience. And as you know, Sean is famous for his crazy character names. Have a listen to this character name. Uh, In this sequence, Sean was interviewing uh, the great Nicholas Bell about something. Have a listen. The confusion over the bank deposit guarantee, coupled with Wayne Swan's ignorance of the current inflation rate, have raised serious concerns over the Treasurer's capacity for the job. Tony Martin is Wayne Swan's principal economics advisor. Tony Martin, how's Wayne gone as Treasurer so far, do you think? Oh, good evening, Sean, and good evening to your viewers. Yes, okay. What a wacky character that Tony Martin was. Sean McAuliffe's Mad as Hell can be seen on the ABC Wednesday nights at 830 uh, but back here, it's Sizzletown. It's not all unicorns, fairy tales and lollipops and bloody fairy floss. No, it most certainly is not. And, oh, another caller. Hello. Hello, it's Harold Betjeman calling. Oh, yeah. haven't heard from you for... Yes, I just got wind of multiple investment opportunities I thought I'd share with your listeners. Oh, really? Uh, investment? Yeah, oh, well, I got an email this morning. Yeah, from, who uh, from? Touch from Spambot 12516. <laughs> Spambot. Uh, yeah, oh. that's right. And he's yeah. representing yeah. the international fast-growing company. The fast- Growing and yeah, and they're offering much dollar. Well, it's a twenty-five dollar signs. Oh, so well. they're offering much yeah, right well, twenty-five dollar signs. If I please pay attention, what does that mean, though? Well, I continued down. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was it was um, ampersands for about. I had to scroll past quite a lot of punctuation. Yeah. Uh-huh. But at the bottom, it said uh, that the major financial opportunity of your or any lifetime could be mine and that a massively substantial and verified large amount of money can be transferred to my deem fit bank account. Do you think that's authentic? Well, I haven't spoken to anyone at the International Fast Growing Company, but... No, well, it does sound dodgy. Yeah, I mean, the language is quite um, hyperbolic, I'll grant you that, but it's... Yeah. I mean, these are incredible (laughs) offers. Well, of course they sound... My financial splendour could be most assured almost instantly in an instant. I mean, that's like poetry, isn't it? I I guess. Uh, well, it's all there for the taking. As the document says, much or many more differing opportunities of large financial cash can certainly be attained almost overnight by tomorrow. Yeah, you want to be careful yeah. with this stuff. Look, I'd get your Deem Fit bank account together and then contact the international fast-growing company. Yeah. Quick smart. Are you sure it's safe? Because uh, They do say that your safety is primarily our most concern. Oh. So, well. you know, they're not fooling about down the shallow end. No. Well, good luck, Harold, with this. All right, thank you. Thanks for calling. All hail Spambot. Harold Bitumen there with some financial advice at Sizzletown. And let's not muck her. Uh, Excuse me. Uh, hey, yes, hey. we're we're recording. Hey, I look for the uh, the deport. Uh, Matt Dower, he's uh, in the control room. Thanks. Hey, very good. <laughs> Sorry, don't know what that was. Uh, anyway, um, it's time to uh, catch up with one of our 
earliest guests. Yeah. What's going on in there? Matt, is everything all right? Yeah, all good. <laughs> Are you sure? It's all under control. Okay, well, have you dialed that number? Yeah. Right, well, I'll just uh, continue with the setup. Um, we're, uh, goodness. We're attempting to uh, make contact once again with the great film director, William Friedkin. He's uh, appeared on this show before with uh, some of his great anecdotes about the making of the French Connect. Goodness. Everything all right, Matt? Not a problem. Okay. Yes, uh, and people have been saying, uh, why don't you ask him about The Exorcist, which was the film he made next, and... um, And so many uh, great stories, I'm sure. We just... uh, Have you got time to patch it through? Yeah, yeah, it's happening. Okay, we're hoping that William Friedkin will... will be able to speak to us. Uh, God. Oh. Hello. Hi, is that Mr Friedkin? Yes, speaking. It's Tony Martin calling again from Australia. You again. Yeah, listen, we've had a great response to your stories right. and we're hoping to talk to you today well, about The Exorcist yes, and well, uh, how you got that job. Well, I got a call from Blake Edwards, oh, yeah, the director yeah. of The Pink Panther. Yeah, also the and he wanted writer, me producer. to direct a picture of his TV show. was called Peter Gunn. Oh, yeah, from, yeah. from the 60s, maybe, early yeah, 60s? So he shows me a script, and I have to say, I was not impressed. No? It was very poor, mm. but I needed this job, but I couldn't, I had to be straight with him. Sure. Blake Edwards, a master filmmaker, director of Operation Petticoat, and he says, what do you think? I say, it's a piece of shit. No. He says, what? <laughs> He's outraged. I say, I'm telling you, Blake, you've laid an egg. He gets up. He's in level nine black belt. He starts pummeling into my face. How can you say this, he says. I'm saying I'm sorry. This, I would not give this script to my worst enemy. Mm -hmm. He throws me out into the car park, still pummeling at the back of my head with his naked, bloodied fists. Wow. The director of Breakfast at Tiffany's. I stand up, I'm dusting myself off, and a man emerges from behind a tree, runs up to me. Mm-hmm. I go, what do you want? You want to pummel my face some more? He goes, no, I'm William Peter Blatty. Right. I wrote the script you were just disparaging. Oh, right. I was yeah. down here in the car park. I could hear you laying into my screenplay. Yeah. I said, I'm sorry, I didn't see... Uh, who the writer was. He says, no, it, you're fine. I agree with you. It is a piece of shit. And I want to thank you for being honest. Wow. I go, okay, happy to tell, because it, it really was very poor. He goes, I know. <laughs> yes. I said, no, no, it, it really was one of the worst screenplays I've ever read. He goes, I know, it's, it's not perfect. I said, it's less than perfect. It's a disaster. You're sitting on a, a, a the biggest stink. He goes, okay, we, that's established. Anyway, I don't see this guy for four years. And then I get a call. It's William Peter Blatty. Hmm. And he says, 
I want you to read my new novel, The Exorcist. I think you might be the right man to direct it. Oh, well, of course, that was his, uh, his big breakthrough, yeah, wasn't it? The- well, I say you don't remember the last time we spoke. You wrote that piece of shit, oh. Peter mm-hmm. Gunn, and he goes, yeah, I, 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 but this is better. I go, no, no, but that was really poor. Oh. Really, I'm right. surprised that you're getting work <laughs> having written one of the worst screenplays. He goes, okay, I'm going to send you The Exorcist. So he sends me The Exorcist. I'm reading The Galleys at home in my New York apartment. Right, so you're one of the first Yeah, and I say, to- this is great. This is Fine writing. Mm. I would love to. I would be privileged to direct. I call William Peter Blatty. Yeah. He says, why do you think? I say, I'll, I'll do it. Because it's so much better than that other script you wrote. Oh. Really? Remember that disaster? He, could, he goes, forget about that. We're going to do The Exorcist. So we do The Exorcist. It's a big, big hit. Oh, sure. People yeah. are scared shitless. Yeah. People are vomiting. Yeah. People are running, screaming, killing themselves in the car park at screening. God. I couldn't have been happier. Uh-huh. Anyway, we win the Oscar for best screenplay. Mm. William Peter Blatty, the- that's right. Mm. So... He's accepting his Oscar. He calls me up on stage to share this moment of glory. And I have to say to him, before the world, I go, this is so much better. Oh, really? Yes, than that other piece of shit. Uh, you remember that Peter Gunn? Okay. That, it's amazing to me that we would be standing here at the Oscars yeah. accepting a screenplay award given the really low quality of that earlier piece. He said, let's not talk about that here. Anyway, the rest is history. Of of course. Uh, And did you work with him again? Well, I didn't see him for many years. Oh, right. Um, William Peter Blatty and I did not uh, collaborate again. I saw him just before his death. Oh, right. 2017. He was 89 years old. Wow. An incredible talent. And I remember visiting him Mm. on his deathbed. Oh, really? And he said, we made a great picture. I said, it was so much better than that early. And he said, what? Can you speak up? I can barely hear. I said, remember that terrible piece of shit. He goes, what? I go, Peter Gunn. How poor was that? Mm. He said, I don't want to be reminded. I want to die in peace. I don't want to be reminded of that script. <sighs> I said, I can understand that because it was really very poor. Right. Anyway, that was the last time I saw William Peter Blatty, author of a really terrible piece of work. Well, it, that was quite a collaboration. It- Although, obviously, yeah. I did speak... Uh, at his funeral. And how was that? Well, I I have to say I was ejected from the event oh. because it was felt that I maybe spent too much time mentioning a screenplay oh, for, no. that perhaps was not one of his oh. best pieces of well, work. Well, it's not appropriate. Yeah, for- well, that's right. But it was terrible. It really was poor. Well, I'm afraid we're out of time. Okay. Uh, these stories are great. Well, um, great to hear from you. Uh, call back anytime. 
Well, that is it for another round of Sizzletown. Thank you, William Friedkin, for speaking to us once again. And thank you, Matt Dow, on the pots and pans. Are you okay, Matt? Oh, yeah. No dramas. Yeah, did I see a couple of body bags being carried past the glass during that? No. No? You, you didn't see that. Okay, I guess it was just an optical illusion. Uh, you'll find Matt and myself on Twitter. And the show is on Instagram at Sizzletown Podcast. And for the old folks, I believe we're on Facebook. So enjoy that. We'll meet you back here in a couple of weeks. Until then, cheers. Really very poor. Sorry, mate. I'm Right. Um, what is that exactly? It's not all unicorns, fairy tales, and lollipops and bloody fairy floss. <laughs> <laughs>